Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Audible, audible, audible. Welcome to the Saints Hour, everyone. Mike Hoss. And because of the short week, Mickey was on last night uh, on the Dennis Allen and the Saints Coaches Show along with Matt Ray and Michael Parenton. So everybody's in their offices working hard. So we're having kind of a round table tonight. Mike Hoss along with Bobby Bear, Steve Geller, and Jeff Nowak will be in. We'll also be talking with Ben Hales, kind of getting – I mean, I'm Houston's over. I've – you know. It's got to be, I, for it's sure. Gotta, it's, it's, it's in the rearview mirror. Yeah, that's water under about the Jacksonville. bridge. Water under the bridge. All about uh, Jacksonville. Listen, that's like you can't cry over spilled milk. That's right. I mean, we lay an egg against the Texans, uh, so you got to go forward. Uh, you don't want to na- lay another na- egg. Uh, no, bottom no. line, you, you got to you, you got to start this. There's only four home games until December. Now they Jacksonville's had the complete flip of New Orleans. Jacksonville's played four at home, one on the road, and one neutral. The Saints have played four on the road, and two. I mean, yeah, and two at home. But man, this was a big one because you get the bye. I look at these next four games to get to the 10 game mark and where are you going to be in the open at the open week week 10 after week 10 well you got to be 6 of I don't you know you want to be I know what you want you got to be 6 and 4 <laughs> you got I know we want to win you want to win tomorrow you want to be 7 and 3 I get it but you got to be 6 and 4 no you you can't be 5 and 5 win one lose one or lose one win one you got to be at least 6 and 4 and I I, I would say and I, I when the schedule came out uh, this is the first game that I actually said that the Saints would have to upset the Jaguars. You know why? Because look, of the quarterback. Because of their quarterback, and they were in the postseason. Now they had that mirac- miraculous <sighs> comeback against the Chargers. Yeah. But if I look at all the games we played up until this point, I was like, eh, I don't know what's going to happen against uh, Jacksonville. But I'll look in the future. Uh, again, I'm going to be positive, glass half full. At Indianapolis, the Bears, and at the Vikings. Okay, I'm not even going to look at the Vikings, where they're at. They're like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde right now. But can, okay, we're not going to win four in a row because we lost to the Texans. Now, you know, you would say, I'll take it one game at a time, but can you win three in a row? Okay, can you take care of the Jaguars at home on Thursday night? Yes, we at can. At the Colts and the Bears? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. But that's what we need to do. Now, first things first. Can you take care of Jacksonville? But I'll tell you, this is, how, this is how Saints fans think. This is how they think mentally. Let's say we beat Jacksonville. They say we'll probably lose to the Colts. And then let's say we lose to Jacksonville. Then we'll beat the Colts. It's like win one, lose one. Win one, lose one. 
That's what you got to avoid. You got to go on the run. Like Hoss said, you cannot be a 500 team going into the bye week November 19th. You got to be at least. I mean, six you can. Four. No, no, you can. Technically, mathematically, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You can because it, it also depends on what happens in the NFC South in yeah. the next four weeks. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, because you look at the NFC South, uh, we didn't lose any ground, and uh, who knows what's going to come about. But you know what? I'm intrigued with, and I said this. Uh, this is be interesting. Uh, is, is that uh, Tampa? Uh, the Falcons at, at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right. Now, Tampa's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't know. That that could go either way. But I'm telling you, Hoss, watch. You're going to remember what I'm telling you today. And you look at it. It's right before we play the Jaguars, middle of October. It's going to come. It's going to be 2024. We're going to put hosting the Falcons here. And it's going to be like, do we win the NFC South or not? Do we beat Atlanta? Oh, the, uh, the last game? In yes, yes. Oh, come uh, on. No, I'll tell you. I'll take that right now, and we'll shut the show down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going to be way. I think it's going to come. I'll take that right now. I think it's going to come down to like a 10-7, and 9-8 type season against the Falcons at home in the in the Mercedes. In the season Superdome, uh, that, that, uh, that's going to be the game to win the NFC South. Watch. I think I'm a prophet there. So you, you don't, you're not believing in the Tampa Bay run right now? Hell no, no, I ain't uh, Tampa Bay. No, no, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. No, Tampa Bay will still be in the mix. Look at, at the games yeah. that they've lost, but not fight vying for that they're top spot at the end of they're the in year. They're in the mix until, no, until no, we no. beat them. They're in the mix until we beat them. No, that, that's why I'm counting on them. We're gonna win at Tampa uh, come uh, New Year's Eve. I think we're gonna win at Tampa. No, I'm just telling you, it's gonna come down to that mutiny on the pirate ship. Uh, we all, to be clear, you are talking about the. December 31st game and the yes. game in 2024. No, we have a game in 48 hours. But, but, but I'm like Dr. Damas. I'm a prophet. I'm like, look in the future. No, kind of like Isaiah Foskey and yeah, Brian yeah, yeah. Brzee no, no, on no, draft no, night. No, 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 I, I have I, that tape somewhere. No, no, I'm going to pull I, that I, thing back out. No, Isaiah Foskey, I thought he was going to work out. Uh, uh, I, do, I do, too. I think they're both going to be good. Uh, hey, morning, Brian Brzee. No, I definitely was wrong on that. I was growing on that. Isaiah Foskey, uh, come on. Uh, is he contributing? Uh, not so fast right now. Little bits here and there, at least hearing from him. Hey, he's in a game, and he, you know, he'll no give no. him some time. No, no. Uh, now Brian Brzee, uh, I would say he's contributing, uh, considering where he was drafted and uh, what, how we counting on. Steve, you know what's so. impressive to me is there's certain things you jump out like you look at who has taken the ball away the most in the NFL. Oh man, right, right. Jacksonville. I have three. I had two guys with three picks. Definitely was stunned 15, to see that when looking 15 over here. Takeaways. Fifteen takeaways. Yeah. Now they're they're plus seven overall. Uh, Trevor's had three picks, lost a couple of fumbles, um, and so, but still plus seven. Uh, and we were talking about sacks with with Josh Allen. I mean, he's got seven, and then the next guy has two and a half. Hmm. Trayvon Walker. And then the next guy has two, and the next guy has. Point five. He's got a half, so only only have four sacks. You got to. It's like who you got to watch out for. Yeah, they they still still seem to be a team that's obviously going to put that pressure on you and very opportunistic at those opportunities uh, to take the ball away. Uh, we we've seen the Saints squad be, you know, pretty good at it this season compared to obviously 
a year ago, just last game, was a huge gut punch yeah, the, when you know you fumble. get a turnover yeah. and you give it right back in the same darn play. What so the hell is Zach Bond's doing? Yeah. Uh, how about you just fall he down? He was trying to get extra yards. Look, yeah, he, he's, he's played quarterback in the past, so he, he thinks tried. he can run. Dude, he, that's what he was. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> I mean, he, he was the run. best quarterback in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. He, they, he, they're like, he went to, and went to Wisconsin. They went, he went linebacker. Yeah, what but are you talking about? Huh? You look at the high school players in Wisconsin compared to Louisiana and Texas. Come <laughs> all on. Right, all right. Hello, hello. So, Come but on. it was the, for Bond, it was the eighth different Saint to have an interception. And then when the guy forced the fumble, it was the eighth different forced fumble for Houston. I was like, my Gosh, it was uh, anyway very that's, peculiar. That's, that's, really, right. that's all. That's all. All of Houston. That was, uh, was the the, the difference in the game. You know, you look at like yeah. oh, that shouldn't make the difference. But when that happened, I go, you got to be freaking kidding me. No, that's an opportunity. You're on the plus side, forty yard line. Wherever you're gonna get the ball, and you plus one. Now we're back to even. No, you cannot. Okay, I take it away and I give it right back. No, right. you cannot do it. The Saints are not good enough to be in that situation. You can't give it up. If you take it away, C.J. Stroud, and then don't take advantage of it, you give it right back to him. A special roundtable edition of the Saints Hour. The streetcar has arrived. Jeff Nowak is in the house. Going to take a break. Bobby Bear, Jeff Nowak, Steve Geller, Mike Hoss, Charlie Long in a booth. This is the Saints Hour on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Saints Hour, a special edition tonight. Bobby Bear, Jeff Nowak, Steve Geller, Mike Cost. Just kind of talking about Jacksonville. It's a short week. Uh, short week for them. They got to travel. This is the third game in the third different time zone for them. They went Pretty London. Pretty wild, right. Uh, Eastern and now moving uh, west on the I-10 challenge uh, to take on New Orleans. So it's a short week for both. But, uh, man, I guess, Jeff, let me just get your thoughts because we've, we've kind of put Houston, in the, although we said that we talked about it a lot in the first block, uh, in the rearview mirror. Uh, when you look at this Jacksonville team, and I guess I feel like Trevor's going to play. I mean, I just do. Maybe Saxonville? Jackson, what? Saxonville? That's what they like to call themselves. Yeah, and, you know, to me that's going to be the story. It's the offensive line – 
and can you block? I don't even care who's rushing the passer. Can you block anybody? Because well, you better block win. Josh Allen. At this <laughs> he's point, the only guy. At this point, you don't have either tackle. It looks like. I mean, Ryan, Ryan Ramchick, James Hurst hasn't played or hasn't practiced either the last two days. The only viable tackle on the roster, Cam Irving. On the practice squad, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets signed to the active roster. But so, he's a veteran. He's know? a veteran. He, he's a first-round pick. But, I mean, who knows what he's going to look like. We haven't even seen him get a rep. So who right. knows? And then on the other side, are you still going to go with Trevor Penning? Or are you going to continue to the – they had a strategy we, to put him on the bench. Yeah, but that, that strategy had Hurst in, no, in that uh, spot. Uh, so uh, you uh, got to no, go with Penning, uh, don't uh, you? No, he has to – hell yeah, Jeff. He, Trevor Penning know. has to play. Well, we're out of people. I don't no, know. No, no, no. Uh, uh, no, no Trevor Penning's playing, and and, and then uh, is Pete going to be a okay guard, a groin with a groin issue? I think Pete's yeah. healthy. We talked to Pete today. And okay. I think, it should have been groin. He whatever. was close to playing. He was an emergency option, right? Which I don't know what's an emergency if After the, life, if right. playing if you your got, right tackle, if you got, your right guard who has never played Cesar right Ruiz tackle, playing tackle, never played in his life. I talked to him today. <laughs> Literally never played that position. Never played in high school. Never played in college. He's just watched Ryan Ramchick a lot, and he was like, "Yeah, I could probably do it." And he goes out there. <laughs> Does it? You know, I listened to Ryan a lot in the huddle. I, no, that's basically what he said. He <laughs> was like, impressive. "Yeah, how hard could it's, it be?" And he's, then he was like, "It was very yes. hard." If you look at the number of games Andrews Pete has played, it's like over one point three million a game. Hell yeah, I'm shooting you up. You got to freaking play. Yeah. Don't be stealing money. He's made over sixty some million dollars. Abar, what are you getting all personal in that business? No, uh, you can break it down. Andrews Pete, can you shoot up a groin injury? Hell yeah, you can shoot up anything. I've got this shot up all over my body. You can shoot up anything and just go and play. You're a pro. Come on, you're a pro. Andrews Pete, we need you now. Andrews Pete, you got to go out there and play and get it done now. Come on, you didn't play the last game. You got a few days rest. You need. We need you for the Jaguar game. He's going to play. Come on. He's going to play. Yeah. We need him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but I think, I mean, they didn't sit down Trevor on a whim. I think that that was a plan and that was a goal. I think... There's a chance they do it. I think there's a chance he Still starts this game on the bench. Well, who's your left tackle? Figure yeah, that, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, no, all, I'm all for uh, your uh, plan, but uh, who's awesome. the left tackle? I agree with you because there's no other options. I think Trevor Penning, you go out there because you finished mm-hmm. the game and you play. Landon's out, right? Landon's there is a guy that was originally drafted to be a tackle. No, so so you put you put Trevor Penning on left tackle, and then you put Andres. Andres Pete. I'm so you saying. put Andrews Pete at uh, you, uh, Andrews Pete got a right. freaking play. Whether it's left guard or Garcia tackle. at left guard. Yeah, I think Garcia is going to. No, you put Garcia. I'm for that. Okay. All the NFL experience. And then right tackle is it, is the, 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 the probably Cam, Cam Irving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's going to be a shuffle. I, I, I don't think that. that anything is decided on this team. But that's good. to me. That's the story. Yes, about Jacksonville. I don't think well, it's about Jacksonville. I think it's whether the Saints can go out there and block anybody. Well, I'm going to tell you what you do as a quarterback. The ball got to freaking come out. Uh, you have to look at. Uh, How uh, about uh, we run the ball? Okay, no, no, Hoss. Uh, there's Much no easier way for these guys to run the ball. Than without pass a ball. doubt, without a doubt, you're coming off. That's why we should not. It should be uh, the lowest uh, bar. Should be 30 plus rushing attempts, if not more. So you have at least 30 rushing attempts, and hopefully uh, you're able to come off the ball and you challenge the offensive line. Then you utilize play action. And then as a quarterback, you know, you can't uh, b- build a sandwich back there because you can't – then the ball got to come out. Whether you're hitting quick slants, back shoulders, fades, whatever, the ball got to come out and you get the yards after the catch. Not of this, I'm going to, like, uh, jack the ball and I got three and a half, four seconds. That ain't happening. So you got to be able to run the ball, 
attempt to run the football, and then get the ball out of your hands. You know, I like to get the ball out of my hands. And this is old school. This is Drew Brees. I did this with Eric Martin, Michael Thomas. I know I trust Michael Thomas. Sure. Uh, whether it's a slant, oh, that's not a sexy play. That was only eight yards. Uh, but it was eight yards. Second and two, baby. Oh, eight well, yards uh, sounds sexy to me. Oh, uh, if it's like 34. Oh, no. Oh, look, look what we did, how we closed out the game against Houston. Oh, let's throw vertical, vertical, vertical. Yeah. Well, well, what are we doing? How about we have a timeout? Still could push the ball down the middle of the Talk, field. Talking Houston. And, and, uh, yeah, it's not like, well, we got to do it now. You can't be in a panic mode. You got to be patient, and you have to look at the plays and how you're trying to attack a defense. Now, that's the only thing I have a problem with Pete Carmichael. I don't know if it's in over – I don't think it's in over his head, but he might be a little too antsy. And it's like, okay, am I truly patient enough? You got to check your blood pressure. And where are you at? And what is the time and task – and now, what you're doing in the game and what's going to occur. Now, uh, with Derek Carr, uh, can he handle what you're going to put on his plate? That, that's a bunch of questions I don't know because I'm not in those meeting rooms. But I know what occurs when you're in those situations. And right now, to me, in that Texans game, the Saints freaking panic. Oh, we got to score now. We got to score now. No, you don't. You can get closer to the goal line. You don't have to throw all these verticals. What the hell's a vertical route? That ain't a route. Well, That's a jump ball. That's me, a jump ball. That's not a route. What, the thing that didn't make sense to me is, like, before that fourth down play, if you're going to the end zone anyway, just call timeout. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. What, what, I mean, it just it, – the, the entire final possession or those final four plays, it just looked so frantic. It just looked like they were, like, flailing. They didn't know what to do. I listened to Mark Schlereth on a, on a podcast. He called the game, and the way he described it was, like, he sees this offense, he sees the Saints offense, and it doesn't look like – you're out there calling an offense. It looks like you're calling plays, whereas these plays are supposed to make sense. Like, like to set up one play, going to the next, yes. to the next. Yeah, how you trying to attack a defense? No, right. it's like okay, let's go one on one, like alley oop. Oh, let's do exactly. alley oop, like exactly. dunk or something. So here's my uh, question. Here's yeah, my question. come on. So we, well, it's all, we'll do it on the backside of the break. We really can't do it on the backside of the break because we're going to take a little break here for us. <laughs> We've been uh, hammering the game, and now we're going to talk about the fans. I sat down earlier today with Saints uh, VP of uh, Administration, Ben Hales, to talk about Thursday night, talk about what fans can expect. Because this is a different ballgame. This ain't Sunday at noon, man. People are coming from work, traffic, a lot of things going on. So we'll take a break, catch our breath. We'll hear from Ben Hales on the other side of the break. This is the Saints Hour here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back to the Saints Hour. Mike Haas along with Ben Hales, Senior Vice President, Chief Operating Officer, and and I know this has got to be a crazy time because it's a, it's a short week for everybody, but you also have the Pelicans as well in preseason. So uh, October is always a, a pretty interesting month, I'm sure. Well, look, it's, it's a great uh, month if you love sports with everything you between uh, Saints, Pelicans, college football, uh, college basketball getting ready to go. And you know, we've had some really good teams around here, so... We're excited to get back at it Thursday, no question. And Thursdays are, are different animals, right? I mean, it's not a Sunday night game where people are still kind of traveling in uh, what would be a typical path. It's a it's really a completely uh, different, you know, people will come from work, some will walk, some will take cabs, some will take Ubers, but, you know, hopefully all end up right there uh, at, at Champion Square. But it is kind of a different night from a planning purposes, I would imagine. It is a little bit different. We've been through this before. Uh, you know, we, we've had very good communication uh, with uh, the various businesses downtown in the city, and you know, we certainly uh, 
hope that some people will take advantage of uh, getting out of work maybe a little bit early on Thursday and get home before people or, you know, get right over to the Dome, hopefully, uh, for the game. Uh, but, you know, I think that while it's a little more complicated, we've got a really good plan uh, for how to get people into the building through traffic. I've really, uh, as you know, taken a lot of time to put some things into place that alleviate some of the issues that you might might see for other events who, who don't have the luxury of doing this as often as we do with uh, an extended security perimeter to get people in a lot faster, eliminate lines. So, that, you know, when you get there, you get in, and once, once you're inside the perimeter, you can and go inside and outside of the building. So, you know, the, the the best thing we can we can do is encourage people to plan to get there a little bit earlier, probably than you usually would, just so that uh, you're in your seat at kickoff when we really need you. I'm kind of looking forward to this Thursday night. It's it's uh, crowds are are you know kind of already ramped to go, as opposed to you know sometimes Sunday morning is, is a little challenging. What should what should fans know about? entering that maybe they they don't i mean it's, it's all about just look at your ticket look at your phone you know and make sure you know go in the go in there's a reason that you're telling them to go in this door it's best for you <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah that's exactly right i think that you know the what we've tried to do is, is make sure that that the information that we give, give people is really personal to them and where they sit um and and how you get into and out of the building in the most seamless way possible. So first thing we would encourage everyone to do is to make sure you download that mobile ticket before you get to the stadium so that you're not competing with, you know, thousands of other fans to download things at the same time. And also to download on that mobile ticket your personal game plan. And that will have instructions on exactly what gate to enter to get to your seat, how to get to it, and when the game is over, how to get outside of the stadium as quickly as possible. So it, it might not be the way uh, people are used to doing it for the last 30 or 40 years, but um, I can promise you, and, and you've been a part of a lot of those uh, planning processes uh, as well, we can promise you it's the fastest way to do it, uh, particularly while we're going through this uh, renovation process. And the reaction, and, you know, I'm, I'm biased. I'm, I'm not gonna, <laughs> the reaction on, on our end uh, has been unbelievable. The openness um, on the on the east side, and, we're, and whenever I say this, I always say that we understand we're not done. We've got an entire west side to come. But whereas last year you you had pictures of what was coming, now to be able to see the east side and know that that's coming west, I'm just kind of curious as to how it's been on y'all's end because it's just been phenomenal for for us. Yeah, the feedback's been great. I, I, you've identified exactly the challenge. You kind of have half the stadium right now with effectively a brand-new stadium. But with that brand-new stadium also comes new ways of getting around. And so the building was was really redesigned to solve a lot of the problems that used to exist uh, specifically to vertical transportation. And as much as we all you know, loved the tunnels and got used to going around and around and around to get to, to where you wanted to go, having dedicated vertical transportation and escalators to get you to your specific specific level and and down after the game really is a game changer but it takes some getting used to i mean i've talked to the people it's kind of like you know when you're you're in a hotel room you wake up in the middle of the night and you're looking for the bathroom you go right instead of left sometimes Um, so even if you're on that renovated side paying attention to that personal game plan uh, will help you navigate what that new building is and and once people have been through it once or twice they absolutely love it and then we've had some uh, folks kind of challenges and said, all right, I'm going to time this. I know exactly how long it took me before. And I have to say, yeah, yeah, you're right. That's that's twice as fast as it was previously. So I, I think once the whole building comes online, 
it's really going to be a game changer for everybody. You could run up those ramps, but to do 200 to 500 on those ramps, you'd have to be pretty, you'd have to be a, a sprinter to beat the time that there is now because they are time savers. The last question I have is just kind of, it's kind of fun watching kind of the evolution of some of these open spaces. We've never had so much openness, like with the windows on the in the, in the atriums and just kind of watch them evolve kind of as the people do. Like the people are somewhat, you know, we'll have activations, but they're kind of, you know, leading the path here of what, what may be there in the future. This entire design process was based on what our fans told us they want, told us they wanted to see more of or see less of. You know, they uh, for, you know, getting. You know, th- this is designed so that you, no matter what you do, you're not spending as much time in line. I mean, our selfishly, what we we need are people in their seats helping us win football games. So, if if someone's in the concession line or a bathroom line that's too long, they're not where we want them to be, and they're not enjoying the game they, the way they want to enjoy it. And so creating the situation where we can really spread people out and having beautiful spaces is important, but having functional, seamless experiences is even more important to our fans. So we really get the best of both worlds here with a, a beautiful stadium, but also a far more efficient, easy to use, and a, a much better fan experience than, than we've ever had in the history of, of, of that building. And we don't take these home games lightly. This is just the third home game. You'll only have four home games until the month of December. Good luck Thursday. Well, look, we appreciate it. The one thing I know, at least in my lifetime of being a Saints fan, the team plays best when our fans are at their best. And night games is something special here. So uh, I know this team cannot wait to get back out there. And and hopefully our fans will do what they do best and help us uh, get back on the winning streak. That's Ben Hales, Senior Vice President, Chief Operating Officer for the Saints, also the Pelicans as well. Let's pause 10 seconds to let stations identify themselves here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. When we come back, we will talk with ESPN Jacksonville Jaguars reporter Michael Duraco about Thursday night's showdown in the Caesars Superdome back after this on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back to the Saints Hour, a special roundtable edition with Steve Geller, Jeff Nowak, Bobby Bear, Mike Austin. We got room for one more, one more at the table, but that's about it. We can Mike Del Rocco will join us now, the ESPN Jaguars reporter. Mike, welcome to the fraternity house. How are you tonight? I'm doing well, guys. How about you? We're we're well. Uh, it's you know it would be a lot better if we'd have had the game Sunday that you guys did, but it's a short week, and so it is what it is, and so it is the. $64,000 question, and, yeah. and, and Trevor had the, the knee brace and was a DNP today, and everybody's pretty much in walkthrough mode. Uh, just, you know, your thoughts on if he'll play or should he should he play? 
Well, I'll say this. Uh, C.J. Beathard, who the backup quarterback who would start um, if Trevor doesn't, said, you know, it's still likely that Trevor plays uh, on Thursday. Now, you know, that's his opinion based on what he's seen out there. Um, I know that Trevor last year didn't practice uh, a whole heck of a lot after he hurt his toe and still played the following week. But that was, again, a Sunday to Sunday. This is the Thursday. But, uh, look, if if he can't hurt it anymore and he still gives them the best chance to win and it's recovered enough, then I think he'll play. Um, And, you know, this morning I was probably leaning towards thinking he wasn't going to play, but after talking to Press Taylor and – Trevor Lawrence today and, and C.J. Beathard, I'm, I'm thinking it's likely that he does. But, again, they're going to test him again on Thursday and see how it responds, and then they've got to decide. And he's got to decide, hey, am I going to play with a brace on the leg or go without it? Now, uh, Michael, with that being said, I don't care if it's Trevor Lawrence, uh, who is outstanding. Uh, you know, he aims for uh, with his uh, fourth in a row with a 90-plus uh, rating. Uh, if you look at it in prime time, he's had zero interceptions, a 91.5 rating in three career starts in prime time, whether it's Thursday or Sunday night, Monday night football. But I think whether it's Trevor Lawrence or Beathard, that the key is Travis, uh, Travis Etienne. I mean, uh, do you agree with that? I look, he aims for his, what, fifth in a row on the road with 100-plus scrimmage yards. Uh, so when I look at that, I mean, no matter who's that quarterback, uh, that's a big part of what they do offensively, uh, how they utilize Travis Etienne. Yeah, I do think he's the key to the game uh, because, like you said, whether it is, you know, Trevor Lawrence maybe, you know, dealing with the knee, they're going to try and protect him as much as they can. And the best way to do that is run the football. And Etienne, uh, multiple rushing touchdowns in each of the last two weeks. You know, that's sort of been – he's been the most important player on their offense the last two weeks. Now, the the question and the problem for that whole run game and Travis Etienne becomes what about the two guards? Because it doesn't look like Walker Little's going to play at left guard and Brandon Scherf dealt with an ankle injury, uh, got hurt, hurt his ankle last weekend. Um, he hasn't practiced all week. He's one of the toughest guys on the team, and he's played through a ton of injuries before, but – it doesn't really look like he's going to play. So now you're down to your backup left guard, which is Tyler Shatley, who's a veteran guy that they can play with, and, and they feel good there. But the right side is blank, Blake Hance, and he came in last week after Sheriff got hurt, and he had a lot of trouble with that uh, Colts defensive front. So, um, you know, maybe some stuff more on the edge for ETN and certainly more involved in the pass game there. But I think that – you know, they would love to be able to just turn around and pound the football all day, but that's a really good Saints defensive front seven. So, you know, even with their guys all healthy, that wouldn't have been an easy uh, easy task at all. Yeah, uh, Michael, you look at the Saints defense, the number fifth in the league, uh, nine uh, rushing defense, five passing defense, so that's a different challenge. But the one individual uh, uh, enlightened me uh, in this regard, uh, Calvin Ridley. Uh, we all know what happened with him. He got suspended in Atlanta. Uh, but it seems like he understands the task at hand. Uh, he aims for his uh, third in a row on the road with seven-plus catches uh, and 100-plus receiving yards. Has, uh, what, uh, 93 yards per game in five career games versus the Saints. Most receiving yards against any opponent with 90-plus receiving yards in five or six games. 
So it has 90-plus reception yards in two of his past three games on Thursday night football. What is your take on Trevor Lawrence or whether it's better uh, utilizing Calvin Ridley? Yeah, I mean, I think he's their number one. I mean, he may not have the most catches on the team, but he is definitely the guy, um, you know, that they look at when they need a big play. I mean, if you look back a couple of weeks to the Bills game, and, you know, they're trying to salt that game away at the end there, and they got a critical third down, and, you know, the Bills go cover zero, and they try and match up one-on-one, and, and they put a safety, Micah Hyde, on Calvin Ridley. So that was a relatively easy check for Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley. Quick little hand signal, and he, he threw him a deep go route and, you know, made the catch and converted the third down, and that led to the basically the game-clinching touchdown. So, you know, he's a guy that really stretches the field for them. Uh, he and Trevor Lawrence have a really, really good chemistry going on those deep outs. I mean, that is a, a, a route that they have – it's it's there anything, anytime they want it. I mean, Calvin Ridley is really good in terms of selling that route. Um, he makes every route – you know, talking to DBs on the Jags team, they said he makes every route look the same. So, you you know, you have to hesitate a bit, and, and you get that little bitty extra separation that Ridley gets, and that can be the difference. So – you know, I think if Beathard plays, I think it's going to be more of a shorter controlled passing game as opposed to maybe trying to take some shots down the field. Um, and, and Trevor Lawrence does like to take some shots. Uh, and, and he will make some throws that, you know, maybe other quarterbacks aren't going to attempt because he's got that really strong arm and he's got a lot of confidence in his arm. Um, but most of those throws have been throws to Ridley. Um, so he has sometimes passed up easier throws and then tried to make a little bit of a harder throw to go to Calvin Ridley, and he's had some success. But, you know, clearly that's going to be, um, you know, the number one priority for the Saints. I'm assuming Lattimore is going to grab him, correct? And, uh, you know, then, then it just opens things up if you're the Jags, you hope, for like Christian Kirk in the slot, um, you know, Evan Ingram. Uh, as well, who can line up in the slot or out wide. And, and then, again, like I said before, maybe some short stuff with Travis Etienne. Mike, looking at the defensive side of the football, man, a guy like Josh Allen, what's gotten into him? Uh, already has uh, seven sacks on the season. The linebacker totaled seven a year ago, so definitely having a, a heck of a year for Jacksonville. Yeah, you know what got into him? Contract year. <laughs> I got <gotcha. laughs> you. Hello, playing hello. On 50, playing on that fifth year. That motivation, and, right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's always been – he's been – the last two seasons, he's been among the league leaders in pressures, but he just hasn't been among the sack leaders. He just has had a hard time finishing. You know, but finished top ten in the league in pressures each of the last two seasons. Well, this year he's finishing. And, you know, not only is he finishing, he's even upped his level of play against the run. Um, you know, the defensive coordinator, Mike Caldwell, is raving about – you know, the sack numbers are what kind of get him the attention, but certainly the way he's playing against the run, setting the edge, has been just as impressive uh, to the Jags this year. So, you know, he he, he has to be, in a, in a way, he has to be this darn good because he's pretty much the only guy they have rushing the passer. Trayvon Walker has just not become um, that elite pass rusher that Jags kind of hoped. He's a really good run defender. He sets the edge. And he does a solid job of creating pressure. He's a good football player, but he's not that complimentary edge pass rusher that they need. So it's pretty much fallen mainly to Josh to get it done, and, and so far he has. You know, Mike, one of the things that's interesting is you watch the NFL, it all seems cyclical, and you see teams that 
were fell to the bottom and you kind of get trained to expect losses, but then you get the right quarterback, you get the right pieces in there. Suddenly you start winning games and the culture changes. You get a new head coach. Is that kind of what you're seeing with Jacksonville right now? It just seems like this is a, a confident group, a confident team, a fan base that expects to win games. Yeah, except when they play the Texans at home, for whatever reason, they can't beat the Texans <laughs> in Jacksonville. But other than that, yeah, I mean, look, they, they, they lost at home to the, to the Chiefs in week two and they got routed by the Texans in week three. And then they're heading to, you know, London for two games. And that, that's an important two-game stretch, Falcons and then the Bills. And it's like, you know, you don't want to come back from London one and four. Um, and, you know, Doug Peterson is, you know, Urban Meyer was all over the place. I mean, he was up, he was down, he was screaming, Kicking he was yelling, people. he was not talking. Yeah. I mean, he was – right. those guys walked into the building. He, he was dysfunctional. Come on. Now, Urban right. Meyer, he's Absolutely. not an NFL coach. Come on. He, the, no, the, players totally... go, the, the players would tell him to go F himself, uh, Urban Meyer. <laughs> right. I mean, they don't give a crap about Urban Meyer. Come on. Right. So, <laughs> after dealing with that, they bring in Doug Peterson, who is level-headed, never gets – crazy upset never gets you know isn't screaming isn't yelling they always know what to expect with him and he's got that added pedigree of he won a super bowl not only did he win a super bowl he beat tom brady and bill belichick in a super bowl so hello you know it's the instant (laughs) respect and those guys really love playing for him and and you know it, it didn't switch overnight you know the culture changed they all felt great they all started to trust them you know pretty much when the season began last year they just didn't get the results and then they go to london last year they play awful trevor lawrence has that epiphany on the plane on the way back that this this can't continue and they turn the season around so you know it's starting to change that people around here don't think that you know any little bit of success they have is definitely going to be followed by four or five weeks of just awful football, you know? So they may yeah. go into New Orleans and lose this game. It doesn't. They still win the hunt. No, Mike, if they come to New Orleans and they lose, they still in the hunt. Uh, I'm going to tell you why they still in the hunt that I think personally, because when you could take away the football, you know, when you look at like, okay, because, uh, you know, fans tell me, hey, are you always talking about the turnover margin are we plus or minus or what are you doing? But when I looked at this, uh, that's showing me that Jacksonville's in the hunt. Number one in the National Football League, 15 takeaways. Eight interceptions, seven fumble recoveries. So when I look at that and you plus seven, number two in the league, I said, no, you always got a chance to win. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what's even happening. If you're uh, scoring in the red zone, if you're moving – the football, what are you doing defensively? If you're plus seven and you're number two in the league, no, it doesn't surprise me that the Jaguars are four and two. Yeah, and here's the thing. They got four turnovers yesterday, um, and they scored 17 points off those turnovers. Or not yesterday, but Sunday, excuse me. Um, but that was as many as they had scored in the first, I want to say, five games. They'd only scored 17 points off of all those turnovers in the first five games. So that also helped as well. But Yeah, you know, this defense has performed above the level that I think we've all expected. The pass rush has sort of been where we expected. Josh Allen, not much else. But turning the ball over has become what this defense's identity is. And, you know, they've got some guys. Darius Williams has intercepted a pass in three straight games. 
Andre Cisco, the safety, was a turnover machine, interception machine, machine at, at uh, Syracuse. I think he averaged one interception every two games he played. You know, so that's what these guys are doing. And, you know, you can be a team that gives up extra yardage, like you said. You can be a team that sometimes struggles on third down. But if you can take the ball away and then your offense can go ahead and score some points off of it, you got a chance every week. And, uh, they, you know, they, the only time they didn't turn a ball, get any turnovers, was the Houston game. And then they've had at least three in four other games. So it's uh, it's what they do now on defense. Uh, Mike Del Rocco, we appreciate your time. ESPN Jaguars reporter. Well, we will see you Thursday night. All right, Caesar Superdome. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate it, guys. Look forward to it. Got to step aside, take a break. This is the Saints Hour. Mike Hoss, Bobby Abair, Jeff Nowak, Steve Geller. Back after this on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Here we go. Welcome back. To the Saints oh, Hour, Mike Cost, but this is like herding cats, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Cost, Bobby Aver, Jeff Nowak, and Steve Geller, by the way, you guys are doing That's fine. That's generous. That's to right. The cats. That's right. Right. Like like you said before, the frat house. Welcome the to the frat, frat house. Welcome to the frat guest. house, man. And so uh we got about five and minutes. Oh, it's especially if you're dealing with me. Uh, <laughs> right. you know, you know, I'm out of no, control. Bobby, no, no, I would never. <laughs> what are you talking about? So final thoughts kind of on this game and, and kind of the keys. And to me, I I've just I, feel, I want this team to run the football. I want the Saints to run the football so badly. And I want Taysom Hill to run the football. I want him to just go get seven carries, first seven plays, no matter what. Let's just see what happens. Right? Uh, what are they, 16 and 1? Let's just give him seven carries. I don't care what happens after that. Right. Well, he can run, run the playbook uh, after. Hold on, Bobby. Yeah. Now, so that's what I want on defensively. And this is the two people that worry me more than Calvin Ridley Evan Ingram and Christian Kirk. Evan Ingram is your leading receiver of this football team. He's a tight end, but it looks like a wide receiver. He's impossible to cover. Christian Kirk is tiny and fast. You got if Mar- if Lattimore takes care of Ridley, you got still two other issues. All right, I'm out. Well, next. Uh, next. <laughs> well, well, the only thing uh, that I'm saying, uh, listen, even if we can't run the football, let's say like, man, why do we keep running the football? We getting like uh, 3.2 yards a carry. Or three and a half. That I sounds still, about right. Okay, I still think we'd ha- we have to have 30 rushing attempts to help out Derek Carr. You might say uh, you're beating your head against the wall. Uh, why do we keep running the football? The reason why I say that, because you have to help uh, uh, Derek Carr and what we're trying to do in the passing game. Now, uh, they're only giving up 75 yards a game, which is third best uh, in the NFL. But the Jaguars are giving up 270 and a half yards a game. Almost 300 yards. Okay, that is one before last. I can tell you right now. I can process this. Going back to uh, like three decades, if you threw for 225 yards, you were getting it done. So uh, 275, 300 then that's what you expect. If somebody throws the 300 yards right now, so what? You threw it 300 yards. Now you almost have to throw for 350 or 400 yards to be, really be significant. Derek Carr so, led the league in passing last week. <laughs> yeah. Great. 50, 50 attempts. Uh, yeah. So no when thanks. I look at, though, like uh, 270 yards, I think if we attempt to run the football, Derek Carr in the passing attempt, we should be able to have success against that Jaguar uh, back end on the defense. Now, the pass rush comes into play. You can, I'm not just talking about this 30, 40-yard passes. I'm just talking about getting completions, yards after the catch, 
whatever it might be, and then you're getting like 270, 275 yards when the game's all said and done. Jeff. Yeah, you know, I think uh, we can talk all we want about the offense. This is a defensive team. If the offense comes around, great. Right, right now I need this team to win on defense. And as good as the defense was in the second half, they got run the heck over in the first half. No, it's unbelievable. That can't happen. Amen. I we, agree with Cam you. Cam Jordan came out after the game and he was like, Oh, what adjustments did you make? He said, We didn't make any adjustments. We just played better. <laughs> and wow. that's you know, whatever you want to say about the offense and it's gotta be better. You know, the defense has to carry this team. It's not fair. But that's the reality that you're in. Especially that's in the way week. we structured. Yes. Right now, our defense cannot suck any quarter. Our defense needs to kick ass in the first quarter, second quarter, third and fourth quarter. Not just the second half. Our defense needs to kick butt the whole game. Right, yes. Jeff? Yes. I agree. I agree totally with you there. Steve, uh, piggybacking on that, you know, we know the offensive line is a big question mark going into this matchup with all the injuries and, and, and you know, who's going to even be available for Thursday night. But I'm with Jeff with the defense right now. You have an injured quarterback on the other side in Jacksonville. You know Trevor Lawrence really isn't that mobile of a guy either. There needs to be that pressure on him to get rid of the football or even just putting that hit on him to make him uncomfortable and, and get him moving around on that bad knee. I love, yeah, we got to give him the business. I love how give him the business. Michael DeRocco, thank him for joining us, but like he's worried about his offensive line. Right, exactly. Like, Dude, have you looked at, uh, <laughs> at, at the situation you're up against on, on this side? Very similar, right, uh, I guess, with the O-line issues. And so the mini-bye week, this is a very important game. Caesar Superdome, Thursday night, 7-15. First take begins at 3 o'clock on Thursday afternoon. It's going to be a gorgeous day. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. We needed a night game, man. Yeah, it's been you know a long I mean? I want, time. I want fans No, get out of work at hey, 3 o'clock, hey, hey, hit the pub, hey, hey, listen, and get in there. If you're a tourist, this when you want to come to New Orleans. The weather's so damn nice. You want to sit in, uh, outside and people watch. That's right. You go don't want to go. It's, it's, awesome. it's awesome. Bobby. Right now, it's awesome. Thank you, my friend. Thanks for Bobby Aber. Thank you to Jeff Nowak. Thanks to Steve Geller. Thanks to Charlie Long in the booth. This was a lot of fun. Exhausting, but a lot of fun. It's been the Saints Hour special roundtable oh, edition. You do know you're bad. You're the greatest. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone, on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot take order order in the court follow and listen to queens of the court on the free odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts